Welcome to Valtteri Podcast, a podcast that is meant to be about Formula One, but actually isn't really about Formula One. We are in an alternate reality that's exactly the same as ours, but with one exception. A regulation change means that this Formula One season, a different wildcard team is added to every race on the calendar. This team is fully expected to finish last each week, and therefore does not have to abide by any of the rules laid out for other teams and is also provided for infinite funding. Each episode, we will meet the CEO of the team entering the upcoming race to understand how they've set up their team and how they've prepared for this one-off occasion. Interviewing them shall be your podcast host, Tim Borge, who is also the owner of this voice. Hello! For this weekend's race in Brazil, we're joined by the leader of soundproofing scaffolding, Rea Hagiwara. They're easier to carry than six two-liter bottles, surprisingly. They have got Would the you handle. drink five liters in a day? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm not that good a hydrator. No, no. I mean, five liters a day would probably cause problems. Thanks. You, you ever done it? I drink a lot of water, though, so I might have done it. Like, okay. I haven't counted. But if I'm exercising, I might have gotten to five liters at some point in my life. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's like when I was training for like really long distances, I used to get to four liters mm-hmm. consistently. But like in your case, yeah, you got to keep them bottled for as fresh. Yeah. I used to have this like cute little app for a while that I could just add whatever oh, water yeah. I. And Is it called Water Logs by any chance? don't recall because it's been over a year now but it would have like this blob thingy mm-hmm. um it just gets happy once you beat your threshold for a day and if you haven't um it goes all duolingo on you oh right yeah it starts stalking you in your dreams in reality too been that's known scary to make its, yeah it's been known to make its way into um my bedroom and my study <laughs> You wake up one day and there's a massive bottle just standing right next to you. Yeah, ready to waterboard me. <laughs> that is horrific. I I prefer a green owl. Green owl, I think we know is vague threats now. True. Yeah. It's like well, it ha- it depends on how big the owl is. I mean, if it if it's the size of some of those pictures that the app shows on x formerly mm-hmm. known as twitter like, yeah. oh, massive it's a bit mm-hmm. scary but if it's the size we see on our phone that's fine flick it away you can yeah just toss it out the window i mean presumably it will fly back in yeah uh, and just in case peter listening we won't toss it out the window <laughs> on the off chance we we have hurt Peter before on this podcast. Hurt. Mm-hmm. We have annoyed them before, at least mm-hmm. if they've listened. They get. If they have. Yeah. Are they, uh, are they worried about virtual owls? What a question, Peter! If you're listening, um, tweet us at ValtteriPod, or just um, tag us in an Instagram story or something. Just tell us: Are you worried about virtual owls? Good question. Increase engagement, I think. Important, a very important question. Yes, essential, I might say. 
Uh, Ria, welcome to Valtteri Podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for coming on. Ria, the first question I like to ask my guests is, do you know why it's called Valtteri Podcast? No. I mean, my lack of research is evidence, isn't it? I'm assuming it's a name of an F1 driver. I don't know if they're yeah. called drivers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love how sad your no sounded. <laughs> no. It's like the tears were coming out of your vocal cords as well. Yes, you, you are correct. There is a um a driver to name. Mm-hmm. But do you think that driver's name is Valtteri or is it podcast? Oh, it's definitely podcast. Finally, Michael someone gets podcast. it. Yeah. Valtteri podcast. That's his actual name. Mm-hmm. Podcast. Now, I can assume based on this, Ria, that your level of interest in Formula One or motorsport in general will be quite limited. Yes, I think because I've heard people on this podcast before, I know that people have said they, well, hate is a strong word, but basically hate it. Um, and I feel the same way. <laughs> I just find it too loud. Oh, yeah, that, that I can understand i was wondering if it's hate or ambivalence but vroom vrooms can be a bit too vroom vroomy yeah you know when you're walking in the street and someone with a flashy car revs up their engine and just annoys everyone around that's what it it reminds me of yeah but for an hour and a half straight yeah and so many of them being paid very highly to do that as well i know dreadful that is what i feel if you asked siri or google or one of those apps to tell you what alienation sounds like i think that's the noise it would make Mm -hmm. wonderful do you have any exposure to like anything motorsport adjacent at all there's been multiple mentions on this podcast of like people enjoying mario kart wacky races stuff like that Oh, yes. So I don't watch motorsports, but one thing I am good at is in Japan, we have these game centers, they're called game centers, where you have like driving game simulators, basically. I'm ridiculously good at those. I crash into everything and plow on. That's usually my technique. Because I'm not hurting anyone. They're virtual, so... I guess you're fine. I, I can assume that based on your technique of crash into anything and plow on because they're virtual, that's also likely what Peter will do with virtual owls. True, crash yeah. into them, don't give a crap. That's but the workaround of being a vegan. Digital beef. Yes, exactly. That's how we do things. They um, feed off of arguments on Twitter. Now that you phrase it that way, yes, digital beef is a wonderful turn of phrase. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of the argument of the nature of the word beef. So these like driving simulators, I'm assuming you're saying like literally you've got a steering wheel, you've got like the gear gear shift possibly and like a, an accelerator and a brake. You don't have a gear shift. Um, I don't know how to drive a manual car. If I did have a gear shift, I would probably just stop right. without crashing into anything. So... No, we don't have a gear shift. We have an accelerator, a brake, and a handle. The brake I do not use. 
the handle I barely use as well, but it's there. I, I am picturing you playing this now. And when you said the break I do not use, I said, yep, that, that feels very consistent with what Rhea said earlier, actually. Yeah. I can see what you mean by just crash into everything and plow on. Yeah. You don't need a break when you never you're need going a break. to bump into anything anyway. Breaks are for weaklings. Yeah. That's it. Don't use breaks. Never. Plow on 100% fucking Gatorade this shit. Yeah. Or energy drink of your choice. Rhea, as you're aware, what you're doing here is that you're in charge for a Formula One team for one week, your own Formula One team, for the race in Brazil. You have no limitations whatsoever, either financial, regulation-wise, or, frankly, reality-based. First question, what is the name of your team? Okay, so I'm going to start with a concept. When I oh, okay, yeah. Let's of... let's ignore the question and go on our own tangents. This yeah, works because actually. I think this needs context. Sure thing. And I also haven't thought of a name, so I can think of that while we're talking about something else. <laughs> I think Formula One drivers need to calm down. So I think if everyone is chill, then everyone is winning. So that's might not agree, but let's let's for. let's see. Let's hear this. Um, so that's what my team is going for. That's the concept. Just calm down for a bit. Like, try not to be as loud. Okay. I mean, I, I don't mind if they're fast, as long as they're not loud. Oh, right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. See, I, I was wondering where this was going in for a while. Like, where we're going to go into illegal drug territory, which oh, right, I don't yeah. mind. I don't I mind. Would, unless it's, would drugs help ch chill? Or would oh. they just further excite them? Oh, the right ones should. Right. Weirdly poignant. This earlier today, and this will date this episode only for me and for me only. I got a random phone call from, mm -hmm. from a Maltese number, just wanting to like take wanting me to take a survey. Mm -hmm. And they just basically asked me whether I've used drugs, like specific kinds of drugs. They just listed the drug one at a time. Like each question would be a repetition of the previous one different kind of drug then following that question up with do i know anyone who has as if i'd snitch and that was like a 15 minute phone call i don't know what the purpose of it was i told them first thing i don't live in that country anymore mm -hmm. is it still worth it their first question was where do you live as in like assuming it would be in the old mt right mm -hmm. okay it's gonna be fun but anyway i i think i i deserve a cookie later today for not snitching on people who may or may not consume drugs that I know. Yes. I, I nearly caught myself out there by saying something. It's either the government trying to catch people out or someone trying to sell you drugs. Could be, but yeah, they did they did have a question actually. If you're if you're in a nightclub and someone offered you, would you take? And I'm thinking, oh I mean I weed might help me sleep. So that's, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. The only reason I don't think it's the government is because I can see the number. Like they weren't <laughs> on an unknown number. And I'll read it out now. Confidential information here. I mean, I don't, I don't mind if they're fast. Like, as I've said, just like shut up. And if they're slower, if they shut up, then so be it. But... You know. 
This feels very much like every conversation I've ever had with anyone ever. <laughs> I don't mind if you're slow, just shut up. Right, so we're going to make them quieter. Gotcha. How are we going to get around doing that? Soundproofing. Okay. So it's soundproofing around the cars as opposed to yes. like... Okay. Soundproofing the whole whatever you call that place and the cars. Okay, so soundproofing the cars and the, the track? Yeah. As, as you know, it's, it's, it's obviously called a track. You are just being modest there right now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm up for this because it can weirdly the like the repetitive nature of the rooming can induce sleep. What and are also, we using one to... more rule I'd like to enforce. One sure more thing. rule I'd like to enforce is no more no motors allowed. No motors allowed. Mm-hmm. As in and the other fine. Cars. Yeah. So so far. Even though I don't know anything about your team, I like this approach because you've immediately attacked the opposition right where it's basically going to become weakest. This is an, a, a very unique approach. I'm here for it. <laughs> and I'm curious to see what Red Bull, Mercedes, et al. do to combat this. And also, the great thing about no motors allowed is I think it's better for the environment. Oh, yeah, Hondo P. Absolutely better. So that's an added bonus. If anything, that's important than the actual noise, but. <laughs> yeah, they keep saying they want to be net zero, like carbon wise, by mm-hmm. 2030. And like, I, I don't believe they will, but this. What will... are they going to take plant trees? I think that's just a subtle way of saying we're ending the sport in seven years. Mm-hmm. What else, really? Um... This, I, I like it. This puts a, a bit of a rush onto things. Just saying, I'm going to come here to do things my way, and you're going to do things my way as well. Yeah. Hashtag girl boss. Or something like that. Sounds good. I never said hashtag girl boss, and it didn't feel right when I said it. No, it really didn't. We've understood a couple of the rules now. How, what's the soundproofing going to be like? How are you going to actually do the soundproofing? There's specific materials. The fire alarm is going off in the building, so I'm just going to wait for a second to make sure it doesn't go off in my room as well. I, I think what's happening here is Ferrari are complaining about no motors. And incidentally, it's usually Ferrari owners who do that annoying revving up the engine thing. Um, how are you going to like incorporate the soundproofing? I said I I know you said like around the cars and around the track. Is there something specific you're using for soundproofing? Cloth really works, like spongy cloth. It's kind of what I and pictured then, weirdly. I'm considering, because if I reinforce the no motors, I think it won't really matter. Unless someone brings in horses and the hooves are too no- noisy. I mean, you've got infinite resources at your disposal. You can do both. Why not? I think it would be quite yeah. funny to just see everything covered in spongy cloth like a dodgy garage where i used to like practice music in back in the days i mean it's probably not going to make much of it but why not just have it there i mean the worst that can happen is um that some drivers because 
their vehicles are covered in spongy cloth, might have some limited visibility, but they've been through worse. And it's significantly less dangerous than rushing through in motors, driving a horse not being able to see forwards. Oh, yeah. Especially because they've got no motors now. They'll have to slow down. As in, they'll have to just by nature be slower. So, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Now, let's circle back a bit to the small issue of do we have a team name? Or... Um, based on that, I think soundproofing scaffolding. Soundproofing. Wonderful rhythm to it. Soundproofing scaffolding. One... Yeah. Yeah. It's like the the repetition of three syllable words, both verbs. Mm-hmm. It's w- wonderful. And you came up with that on the spot. Yeah, I worked my way through it for ten minutes though. <laughs> 10 minutes to be fair some of us takes us months to come up with something good so and it's alliterative a lot of the names of these teams ended up being alliterative hold on okay so soundproofing scaffolding and we need to understand a bit about what your vehicle is going to be so it doesn't need to be a car like the others we know what you're going to do with the others take away their motors what are, mm-hmm. what are you bringing to the track rear I think it might be just fun to have a wheelbarrow race at this point. A wheelbarrow, okay. Now, I'll admit this has taken me by surprise. <laughs> I, d- I don't want to bring in animals because we don't need to uh, anger Peter any further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I knew when, when I asked you to do this, I figured oh, she'll have a camel. Yeah. She'll have a camel here, but I guess not. You, you, I mean, I guess have... we could have a camel... As a mascot. Oh, yeah, that feels right, actually. Yeah. That shouldn't anger Peter. So, but I feel like making them push the wheelbarrow is a, is a bit too cruel. I'm yeah. sucking up to Peter now. You don't need to. They're apparently wrongans, from what I hear. But also, I do not want to induce their wrath, because they are way richer than me. So we're going with a wheelbarrow, Ikea. Anything cheap, like, and get, like, tons of them. Tons of them, okay. We're, so, we're just going to offset the environmental impacts we had, like, oh, in the wrong way. Uh, when you say tons of them, are we saying, like, we're going to be, like, concatenated to one another, like, forming a long wheelbarrow train? Or yeah. is it going to be... Oh, okay. Just a... Basically, I just want to get in, in the other team's way. Gotcha. So this is seemingly like a modern reincarnation of the Nokia game Snake. Yeah, but with wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrows. So we have movement. Well, we did have movement in Snake, but I guess this is um, yeah, brought into the real world. Can you describe the wheelbarrow for me? What, what are they going to look like in general? Um, a standard wheelbarrow, but we do need something to propel them forwards. Otherwise, otherwise they will just yep. be there. Um. So I'm hoping the track will have a downward slope. Of course it does, but you have to do multiple laps around it, so... <laughs> now. Well, I'm thinking of it just going down, like... Spiraling. You don't have to actually do laps. You're geographically in the same location, but you're going down. Uh, uh, to be fair, there is precedent for like altering the tracks or changing the track location, so I can't say no to this. Okay. Um, if you can consider like a multi-story car park, that's that. the idea we're going for. 
we're replacing the truck with a multi-story car park. Are we staying in Sao Paulo or are we just saying? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Why not? I will have to Google now. Are there any like 60 plus story car parks in Sao Paulo? Um, if not, I guess. We can build one. A, yeah, offsetting the offset. Yeah. <laughs> we take away the motors. That's good for the environment. Instead, we get like tons of wheelbarrows, cheap ones that will break very easily and build a multi-story car park. Yeah, which is exactly what we need when we've taken away motors anyway, just somewhere to park the wheelbarrows. Yeah. This makes way too much sense, um, unfortunately. How many wheelbarrows do we think we're starting the train with? And is it going to be like Snake? Because that's stuck in my head now where we just lift wheelbarrows as we go along. Yeah, I think if we need them, we can add them along. I think we would, it might be nice. I, I'm bad at physics. I don't know how this would work, but I think it would be nice to have like um, a heavier wheelbarrow at the front. Um, if that is wrong, physics people don't come at me. I don't even know if that's physics, but whatever. I'm yeah. also not great at it. Um, mm -hmm. So physics people do come at me because I need the engagement. Although I might have to backtrack on that one because I think, does heavier things go down faster? Because I seem to rem remember that in midair, it's probably not. I'm going to say, for the sake of not sitting on the fence, yes, it's probably a thing. Okay. With the confidence of a white man who doesn't know what he's talking about. So how many are we starting with initially? Would a thousand be too much? I'm trying to picture this car park with <laughs> a thousand wheelbarrows. Um, yeah, we can start with a thousand. Why not? On floor 73 or whatever. Yeah. That doesn't feel dangerous at all. Red Bull will be lapping this shit up because it feels like an extreme sport. And we can just put soundproofing spongy material on the floor of the car park so that the wheelbarrows won't rattle as much. And any bits that that could rattle can be secured with the soundproofing scaffolding. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Now, one, one question that's immediately coming to mind is, of course, there will be paying fans that will have shown up to the track. Um, and I think we do have to make some space for them in the multi-story car park. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, for this, so they get their value for money. So how are we going to give them like a lovely experience, a lovely watching experience? I'm considering glass elevators. Yes. You read my mind. I, I didn't have glass in mind, but elevators was there. Now, of, of course, they won't necessarily be able to see the entire wheelbarrow train at, at one time, I suspect. But with a thousand appended to each other, I think that might not have been the case anyway. I think you can see them from anywhere. Oh, yes, they're visible from the moon, I've heard. Yes, they make yeah. a statement, but visually, not audibly. What kind of visual statement are we saying? Is, is there like something that appeals about them aesthetically or anything like that that really stands out statement-wise? Probably just the absurdity. Although we, we might as well paint a face on the front wheelbarrow just to make it more like a snake. Oh, good, 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 yes. Give it a bit more personality. In order to make the wheelbarrow train a bit stronger, maybe more competitive, are you going to be amping it up in any way? 
if we could have some kind of because the whole point is to not make too much noise so i'm assuming chains like metal chains would probably be a bad idea even well, though they would be strong although well, we could work. scaffold the hell out of them yeah especially if there's like some scaffolding around the glass elevators like how much would yeah. it really matter mm -hmm. and, our, and we are going to evacuate everyone around the multi-story car park before this happens oh are we just in case we want to be safe with this however many wheelbarrows we've got because there is risk of them falling out of the car park ah yes that is a solid point actually now i'm picturing this evacuation happening by picking people up in wheelbarrows and wheelbarrowing them the hell away from the yes. car park yeah of course the only way and the camels can help they're always oh, the around camels have made their way they're just going to be around Evacuating people around the car park using the old dynamic duo, wheelbarrows and camels. Feels like it could have been a cigarette brand, wheelbarrows and camels. I, I know I'm thinking like of the camel brand specifically, but wheelbarrows and camels or indie rock band. Mm -hmm. One of the two. I might there's, need to start a, a band called Wheelbarrows and Camels. And I will find... Um, the nearest source of tobacco and start a cigarette brand that I will not use because I'm not a smoker, so I don't know why I'm doing this. And then we can team up. The whole the whole um, race is a marketing scheme, basically. It's a marketing scheme for a band and lung killer. And an ear killer if the bands are bad enough as well. Yes, as well. Absolutely an ear killer. And I, th I think it's only fair that, given this is a whole marketing scheme, that the band are playing, at least at the start. Yeah. Although, of course, that does increase noise. But then I guess what kind of style are they? I think we could just use um, digital instruments. So no acoustic instruments allowed. Everyone in the glass elevators will have to plug in earphones and they cannot play directly into their ears and they their ears will die and that's how we solve overpopulation yes one ear at a time what we need to figure out in the meantime though is design related stuff so let's start with the logo you hinted already at possibly being a camel logo is that going to be the case so i was thinking um a camel with two humps with two humps yeah. A classic. What's going to be like in the logo apart from the camel? Like, are we going for a specific color scheme, specific shape? I think it's just a standard camel. Maybe it would be nice to just balance a wheelbarrow on top of its humps because wheelbarrows. Nice. So the camel is literally the logo. Yes. And there's a small wheelbarrow perched on top of its humps. Okay. Are we saying we... one wheelbarrow per hump, or is it? Um, I think one in total. If your drivers are going to be wearing any helmets, I'd like to find out about the design of it. But actually, the more pertinent question is: Are your drivers going to be wearing helmets or any form of head safety? I think yes, because I don't. I'm not here to get anyone killed. I mean, we've already talked about killing people's ears, but. Yeah, they should have helmets. 
for just for safety. I mean, okay. I don't know how good helmets are when a thousand wheelbarrows are falling on your head, but it's worth a try. Oh, so hold on. Helmets for who are we saying? Um, the everyone around actually, including okay. the drivers. All right. So let's design these helmets. What are they going to look like? Camel humps. Also, oh, camel. Are they going to be camel humps, or are they going to look like? I think being camel humps would be a step too far for Peter. It just sounds like they're sponsoring the race now. Yeah, annoyingly, they've got way too many mentions today. What uh, kind of colors are we going for with the helmet then? Because they're going to look like the camel humps. There is going to be area around that, I assume, that needs to be filled in. I think just fill it up with the scaffolding. Very efficient use of resources. I'll give you that yeah. much. You basically just ordered three things and you're going to milk them for all you can good brand consistency yes and we're not trying to you know promote consumerism here exactly no no we're trying Six, to destroy noise pollution and consumerism yes amongst other things we're also trying to destroy PETA to an extent <laughs> that's another annoyingly another shout out for them are there going to be any sponsors for the wheelbarrows now bear in mind you've got infinite resources there doesn't need to be anyone who will actually inject money well we've already got the wheelbarrow and cam camel um cigarette company we've also got the band but they are relatively small businesses so i think just bring the cigarette brand camel into it as well and then maybe just throw in red bull for good measure because they seem to like the reckless stuff R red bull um, and camel simultaneously just feels like being about 19 at 11.30 p.m. outside an iClub. Yeah. That feels about it's right. Like... Except it's silent. Yeah, exactly. Good point. It's, uh, it's like one of them silent discos. Yes. That's no silent. music. People are just standing around in silence. When it's 12, they go home. Okay, so Red Bull sponsoring might be intriguing based on the fact there's two red bull teams already on the grid but what's a third you know yeah. what they will if there's complain, already but... two then what yeah another one is going to be fine isn't it yeah they won't care well like technically there's one but everyone knows there's a second it's like an open secret so eh. mm -hmm. have a third one there i mean when when the second one is for ages was just called red bull but in italian it's like be subtle mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, so that's a good introduction to your team and partly your strategy as well. We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back to learn about the personnel in your team. 21 episodes in, still no sponsors, um, but that doesn't matter really. All that matters is that if you've been enjoying this episode, drop Rhea a follow on social media. She is on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, at Camelologist. That's Camel, an O-L, and an O, and then just, uh, I guess camelology is the study of camels. She's into camels. Um, or on Instagram at rhagiwur, so R-H-A-G-I-W-R. Links will be in the description, don't worry. Also, check out her SoundCloud. She's got some really lovely tracks on there. There's a whole series of tracks about camels which i'm not doing them justice they're really really good i 
been uh, lucky enough to hear them a few times, and they are sensational. The uh, Bumpy Ride series, I believe it's technically called. Um, SoundCloud link will be in the description. Anyway, let's get back to the episode to see what more Rhea has to offer. Welcome back to the Valtteri Podcast, where we're joined here by Rhea Hagiwara, who's the leader of Soundproofing Scaffolding. Yes. And Rhea has so far been very efficient in the use of resources. We've basically got camels, we've got wheelbarrows, and we've got spongy clots uh, being utilized everywhere, which I absolutely love. It's all about the efficiency. All about the efficiency, exactly. This is this is all Formula One actually wants, to be honest. Efficiency, yeah. but they do it differently. You know, they do it speed wise, yeah. doing it resource wise. This is environmentally conscious. Should really take um a the the thing I want to say is basically follow your example. But and there's like a phrase related to taking something from your something for something for some reason. I'm only thinking rabbit in your from your hat, but that's not it. No, it's a leaf out of a book, isn't it? Leave out that might be it, yeah. How did I go to rabbit out of hat? I don't know if that's true though. Hang on, I'm going to Google that. It does feel like a leaf out of your it's not feather from cap either. That's a different thing. Yeah, take a leaf out of someone's book is to copy something that someone else does because it will bring you advantages. So that's what they should do, yes. Take heck, take an entire tree out of your book. Yes. That reverses the creation of paper. Um Mm. and Kind of works better, yes. I feel, especially in Brazil, where I think they have to cut down a lot of trees to build stadiums years ago. So, good idea, Ria. Let's start learning a bit about the staff in your team. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with the first one: team principal, technical manager, overseer of overseers. Do you have someone in mind for this role? What is the biggest wheelbarrow company in the world? The biggest manufacturers of wheelbarrows, because I Finally. think he'd be able to source all the wheelbarrows pretty quickly. Finally, I've been hoping someone asks me this question for nearly 29 and a half years. This is right within my, excuse the pun, wheelhouse. I have no clue actually who it is, but we can Google it. All I can picture whenever we mention wheelbarrows. Is a scene from Taskmaster season two where Richard Osman <laughs> created a fake wheelbarrow ad. Yeah. Now, first company that comes up when I just googled biggest wheelbarrow company is Hamerlin. Yes, the UK's favorite wheelbarrow. Yes, it does sound a bit too close to hemorrhoids for comfort, but I won't hold that against them. No, not their fault. It sounds like you're greeting a wizard when you say it as well. It does. Hey, Merlin. Yeah. Apparently, they produce one million products a year, but that is not necessarily wheelbarrows. And the founder's name is Charles Hamerlin. Apparently, he's French, so it won't be pronounced Charles, but never mind. I'm not going to attempt that. Charles Hamerlin, I'm guessing. Yeah. Why not? If it, I, I don't mind the French attempting to cancel me. I'm from a lesser nation. Allegedly. So, come at me, Frenchies. You, you, you stole fries? Yeah. We put Peter and the French. They're now just fuming now. Yeah, that, listen, that's fine. I don't mind the French being up against me. So, Charles Hemelin, or however 
it's said, will definitely be mm -hmm. bringing wheelbarrows. Anything else they'll be like bringing in terms of like leadership qualities, or is it just purely for the resources? I think if they bring in enough good wheelbarrows, it will go pretty smoothly. Right. So this is almost bribery in a way. It's like, yes. I don't need to be good at this. No. As long as the Shard... wheelbarrows are good. Yeah. Charles is sugar daddying this operation. Yes. And he's also selling his wheelbarrows, so... That's a good point, yeah. If a thousand wheelbarrows can run smoothly, it will go and, well. Yeah, again, I don't know the size of that if. I'm very intrigued to see how that goes. So what about the rest of the backroom staff? Uh, do you have a pit crew of sorts? Do you have an engineering team? I think now's the time to bring the camels in. Oh, okay. Camel labor. Yes. They can just stand around. If they wish, they can kick a wheelbarrow in, hope that it attaches to the snake. Okay, right. Because that's really the only maintenance we need. Either so add or take away a wheelbarrow. Nice. Okay, so you have reinvented the concept of pit stops. It's not stopping. We're not stopping there. If anything, it adds momentum. Yes. This will be the first negative time pit stop. We're saying kicking. I'm assuming there's some training that needs to happen there for the kicking technique to be perfected so it goes right where it needs to be. It doesn't like hit the outside of the wheelbarrows. So yeah, I think we do need to train the camels a little. We might need a few camel wranglers. Camel to help wranglers. Yes. Not exactly in the in the pit, but very nearly. They play a, a very big role. Are camel wranglers known for improving kicking technique? They, they should be able to do anything. That's their job. I don't know if camel wrangler is a thing, first of all. But let's assume it is and roll with it and hope they will get the job done. What, what are we picturing these camel wranglers look like? I think just pe normal people who like camels, who have a good rapport with camels. I'm picturing Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> I feel he'd have a good rapport with camels. Yes. Just to improve my own imagination here, Nigel Thornberry is the lead camel wrangler. I mean, anyone can be a camel wrangler as long as they like working with camels. I, I don't know if there's much of a market for that, admittedly, but maybe that's just my European westernized mind not being too exposed to camels. They're very popular wherever camels are. I mean, yeah, the one time I've, I've went to Morocco where there were camels, and th th there were like a few humans who just really cared for the camels, which was really nice. They asked me to get on to, if I wanted to get on, and I just felt uncomfortable about it. For, I, I don't know if it was heights or animal rights reasons. Like, it, it does feel like if you fall off, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be painless. And also, they, I have ridden a camel before. The ride isn't very smooth and also when they try to let you off they literally fall down to their knees oh the camels fall down to their knees yes so it's and they go their front legs go first so 
you're basically nearly falling towards the camel's head oh, and then their back points. legs go so it's a jarring experience so we have nigel thornberry and a bunch of camel wranglers training the camels uh is there going to be anyone else in your pit crew or engineering team or is it purely camels I think that the camel wranglers should be around just to, just to keep them safe and just to take care of them, make, make sure they're well fed. What, what are we going to feed the camels? I have no idea. I'm assuming they don't need much water. Um... And I don't think, I think they can store a lot of energy in their humps as well. <laughs> so I don't think we need to feed them regularly. Oh, yeah. Fair, fair play, actually. The race should be like an hour and a half. I think they'll be fine. But regardless, it's nice to just just to be safe. And actually, now I think about it, what are the camels are going to be moving with the train of wheelbarrows? Are they going to be like stationed specific areas within the multi-story car park? Yes, because we don't want the camels running after the wheelbarrows. Okay. So they're going to be like at specific floors? Yes. Gotcha. Just waiting for the snake. At which point, strategically, presumably another wheelbarrow will be added to the back of the train. Yes. Or another set of wheelbarrows, I guess. I can't wait to see how the other competitors deal with this massive wheelbarrow snake train. And if it inevitably ends up getting like torn apart into different bits. I don't know if it's like this generally in places I haven't been, but every time I'm in a multi-story car park, it does feel like the transitional area between floors is way too tight. Yes, it does. So I don't know how that is going to work out, but hopefully we won't lose too many wheelbarrows. Yeah, no, I think the wheelbarrows, if anything, are safer, but the, the, the F1 cars a bit less so. Yes, they are moving. I don't know how they're moving. They don't have motors. Yeah, and front wing damage for days. Finally, um, Ria, in terms of your staff, do you have any drivers at all? I think we need someone for the initial push. Okay. But however, if the camels are trained well enough, I think they can handle that as well. Also a camel, okay. Yes. Because if they can kick wheelbarrows into place, surely they can just give it a push. Yeah, it's it's like the first kick. Yeah. One one giant kick for camel kind. Yes, and they they can elect their leader to give the whole snake the initial push. Um, they can choose the camels can choose which which camel wants to have that job democratic bunch the camels yes. so they'll be fine i at some point where you were mentioning the wheelbarrow snake train i was picturing something like a bobsled where um people slash camels slash anything else would be on the wheelbarrows as well and almost roller coaster-esque i guess because it, the wheelbarrows will be almost flailing especially at turns I guess it will look like a, a very run-down roller coaster. It, it would, yeah. And I guess someone needs to steer. Yes. I think about it. I think 
Do we need trucks? We've already got the scaffolding. Oh, are you saying like using scaffolding as like artificial, almost almost like those bowling bits where there's bits on the sides? Okay, gotcha. Guides the wheelbarrows around. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that does save one problem. At least for for your team. Definitely. And remember, we are ignoring physics. Yes, yes. That, that, that is always good to be reminded that we're ignoring physics. I guess it's driverless. Yeah. Again, technically, you know, there's a camel to... Give the because push. I feel like having a driver would be more dangerous if someone was in the front wheelbarrow. Nobody would want that job, sitting in the front wheelbarrow. That's true, but I still can't help but picture Nigel Thornberry there. <laughs> uh, he, he'd enjoy the fuck out of it. But we're not going to put him there. We're not going to put him there. It's essentially driverless. Okay? <laughs> now, Rhea, what's your prediction for the team? The wheelbarrow train will start at the back of the grid. How do you think the race will end up for your team? I think because the other cars will not have motors, they will not move. And even if someone does get them moving by pushing them, our wheelbarrows will be in the way. So I think we have a decent advantage. Even if we only have one wheelbarrow by the end of the race, um, hopefully by then it will have gathered enough momentum and will be speeding down the tracks on its own. Okay, so I take that as a predicted victory. Yes. For like one sole wheelbarrow. Yes. And maybe it would be nice to have at least 10 wheelbarrows by the end of it, but let's not get our hopes up too high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe if you're lucky enough that at one of the later pit stops, Mm -hmm. The camels are very accurate and managed to add like a few hundred wheelbarrows to the yes. end. That way you might have a, a long list of survivors. Yes. Okay. Now, Ria, as you know, this race is going to be held in Sao Paulo in Brazil in a multi-story car park, which I didn't expect. Are you going to be there that weekend? Well, I've never been to Brazil. It would be nice to visit, especially if we're going to be stuck in a glass elevator for the whole day. You don't so, have to be in the glass elevator. You can do whatever the hell you want around there. Oh, but we, I think it would be better to trap the viewers in for a while because it will take a long time to get all the wheelbarrows ready and we don't want them getting in the way or get them like an accident could occur in which a wheelbarrow falls on someone. And so I think we yeah. just keep them safe. Contained. Yes, I, I do keep forgetting that that's a possible ha hazard. And for the rest of the weekend, assuming you'll be there, what are you going to get up to? I see that there is um, a Sao Paulo jazz festival held annually in November. So hopefully... Nice. The race is in November. Why not? Just hang out in a glass elevator for a day and then go to a jazz festival. That sounds exactly like my kind of weekends yes glass elevators and jazz festivals mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a classy fuck mm -hmm. and oh well that came out wrong um i'm a, a, a classy person <laughs> uh, maybe less the previous thing i said that's subjective now 
Ria, thank you very much for joining me through this episode. I will quickly summarize what you've told me you'll be bringing to the, well, normally I'd say trap, but in this case, multi-story car park. Your team is called Soundproofing Scaffolding. Uh, part of your strategy is to make the other cars quieter by soundproofing both the cars and the floor of the car park and also probably around the glass elevators that will have the fans inside them. Uh, there's no motors allowed, so all the other competitors have their motors taken out. Your vehicle is a wheelbarrow train uh, where you'll start with a thousand with the heavier ones near the front for the sake of momentum, if that's how physics works in this reality. Uh, as we've said, the track is replaced by a multi-story car park. Uh, there's glass elevators for the fans to see through. And at the front of your wheelbarrow train, there's a face of a snake to remind us of the old Nokia 3310s. People will be evacuated from around the area uh, using wheelbarrows and camels just to avoid any hazards. Also, there will be a band called Wheelbarrows and Camels uh, playing into headphones that people in the elevators have. Um, they will also be sponsoring along with uh, the Camel cigarette brand and Red Bull. Your logo is a camel with two humps. Um, with a small wheelbarrow on top. Helmets look like camel humps surrounded by scaffolding. The team principal is Charles Hemelin, who's the leader of the world's largest uh, wheelbarrow company. The camels will be kicking uh, wheelbarrows to try and attach them to the end of your wheelbarrow train. And they will be trained by camel wranglers for technique led by uh, Nigel Thornberry of that Nickelodeon show whose name I can't remember. The Wranglers will also be there feeding camels. It will be driverless, although there will be one camel to provide the initial push, and you're predicting a first-place finish. And how can anyone see this going wrong, eh? How? No way. It's not, There's no way for it to go wrong. Absolutely no way. Ria, thank you for joining me. We'll catch up once the race is done. Well, one could say that episode was a bumpy ride, huh? <laughs> yeah, um... I'm sure it would have been bumpy inside that multi-story car park. Uh, I, I hope the people in the glass elevators uh, aren't afraid of heights as well. That would be not ideal, but a fantastic episode once again. Ria, an absolute pleasure to chat to. And as we said during the break, if you've enjoyed this, follow Ria on Twitter or on Instagram. Links will be in the description. And definitely, definitely check out her SoundCloud. It's worth a listen. Follow us as well. I didn't say that in the break for once. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Valtteri Pod. You know how to spell it by now. And follow me, Tim Borge, comedian. You also know how to spell that by now. Links in the description. We'll catch up with Ria again on Monday. And then we'll return for another uh, North American race in Las Vegas. The first ever Las Vegas race. An ultimate race of the season. See you for the next episode. Bye-bye.